You are listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from to empower couples everywhere to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to them. This show is hosted by the budget-savvy bride herself, Jessica Bishop, along with me, Sari Wienerman, her Real Weddings editor. We've got a ton of fun stuff to unpack with you today, so before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Welcome back to a very special episode of The Bouquet Toss. We've come to the end of season one already, but... What better topic to discuss than the end of the wedding day, which is the send-off? There are so many different ways to organize your wedding send-off, from when you do it, the items that you use, or the props that are involved. So we're going to unpack all of it in today's episode. As always, we've got info on the origin story, historical details, fun facts, and tips to share to make this tradition fit for your day. So let's get started. Let's do it. The main tradition incorporated into the wedding day send-off is really throwing rice, right? Yeah, that's definitely the most popular one that I'm familiar with. Do you feel like a lot of the weddings you've been to have incorporated that? Actually, no. And it's really interesting as to why. And I'm super excited to like share all of this with everybody. Oh, great. I'm excited too. Well, I'm going to agree with you that I don't feel like it's the thing that I've seen live in person at most weddings, but it's certainly the thing I equate to a wedding send-off most often. So there must be a ton of pop culture and movies and things where this is happening. I'm willing even to bet that a lot of our listeners have heard of this before and probably wondered what's the deal with throwing rice at a wedding. Yeah, for sure. I definitely know that I've seen dozens of movies where that's the practice. It's something that you just grow up knowing that they do at weddings, but the reasons why are interesting. And the reasons why it's kind of fallen out of fashion is also interesting. Right. So tell me, Jess, why do we throw rice at weddings? So there's a few different threads that are all kind of tied together in why throwing rice became the go-to tradition, but a lot of it is rooted in the Celtic origin, and the Celtic culture was apparently really obsessed with the science of soil management and their crops because they were growing things to support their livelihood and their families, and so they would toss rice and millet and other grains to appease the spirits and ask for a blessing for fertility for the couple. So again, another wedding tradition that has to do with symbolizing fertility and prosperity for the couple. And so the general idea was to shower, quote unquote, the newlyweds with good wishes as they walk into their new life together by throwing something at them. (laughs) (laughs) Naturally, right? Naturally. So the Celtics obviously were doing the rice or grains, but there are a few other examples of different cultures throwing things at newlyweds as well. I guess they really felt like this was the perfect way to symbolize growth and prosperity. And I don't know. I think it's funny. We talked about on the dances episode, the money dance, which seems Mm -hmm. kind of similar. If you want them to be wealthy, you throw money at them (laughs) as, as a way to hope that comes true. Right. 
I think it's so interesting that this was across cultures. We found that ancient Romans used wheat, Italians tossed candies or sugared nuts. The Polish also used rice, but they would also place coins at the couple's feet. Again, that idea of money being thrown at the wedding couple. Morocco, they used dried dates or figs. Eastern India's tradition is flower petals. I mean, it's like everywhere. This was something that felt like it really symbolized the well wishes you wanted for prosperity for the couple. Some of them might feel a little more like an attack than others. Like flowers are obviously soft and wouldn't necessarily hurt being thrown at them. But <laughs> I know. I was actually just watching the episode of Scrubs where Carla and Turk get married. Oh, great. Great show. Right? The amount of rice thrown was so aggressive. <laughs> All I could think was, how is that not in somebody's eye? It just, it was aggressive. Yeah. I don't know how I would feel about dates or figs being thrown at me, to be honest. <laughs> I know. Sticky. And hard. Heavy, and, you know? Right. You could get like a black and blue mark. Yeah. <laughs> not ideal. So luckily, that's kind of evolved. I think a lot of people probably felt that way. They didn't quite want to encourage their family to throw these hard little things at them. So now it's a tradition that I think gets a lot of attention and importance. It's something that is a picture opportunity. It's the send-off, but it's also a grand exit or a farewell line. Really, regardless of what it is, it means the same thing. Your guests line up to form another aisle for you to walk through as you say goodbye. And maybe you get to a car at the end of the aisle where you get in and it says just married on the back or something like that. Or a lot of times people actually stage it. And this isn't something that happens right when they're leaving. It's something that they do just right after the ceremony before the reception so that they can make sure they get the pictures of it. Yeah, that's definitely a savvy hack that we'll unpack a little bit more later. Yeah, so let's talk about a send-off that takes place immediately following the ceremony. Yes. So basically, from a logistical perspective, your exit from your wedding can take a few different forms. And so the traditional send-off would take place immediately following the ceremony to usher you from the ceremony part of your wedding to the reception part. And typically, as we mentioned, that was traditionally rice, but we are going to share a lot of different modern alternatives a little bit later in the episode. The second option for this would be what is considered more of the formal exit, which takes place at the end of your reception after the whole shebang is over, right? This is the real goodbye. Yes, the real, the real <laughs> deal. Uh, riding off into the sunset as couples do. After the last song of your reception's played, your guests would all gather around and line the exit pathway from your reception venue and you guys would walk out together. And there's a lot of different things that couples might do if, you know, obviously the rice thing isn't happening. It's typically happening at night. So things that light up or fireworks or pyrotechnics sometimes get involved. So we'll talk a bit more about those in a bit. But this is typically more of a formal or grand exit because it's the final shebang. Mm -hmm. And then the third option is what we call a fake send-off or a staged wedding exit, depending on how you want to name it. And it would actually take place 
basically in the middle of your wedding reception. And it's literally just that. It's like a fake exit, <laughs> which sounds kind of funny. So why would you do that? There's a lot of reasons why couples would choose to do this. And I think especially if you have one of those grand exits in mind with sparklers or fireworks or something like really flashy that you want to get that amazing Instagram moment, you know, that epic photo of your getaway, that this A, puts less pressure on the moment. So you could do multiple run-throughs if you needed to, to get that iconic shot. And as someone who has assisted photographers on the wedding day, I've seen this happen so many times. It's worth it for the photo that goes in the back of your wedding album. (laughs) It's a big, important photo that's going on that last page. It is. It is. It's it's the closing photo of your wedding album. It's also great to get it done before you and your guests get a little maybe too sloppy drunk or sweaty mm-hmm. from the dance floor. So everybody's looking their freshest. And also it gives your older guests or guests that have kids, if you have kids at your wedding, a chance to participate in that end of wedding traditional moment without feeling like they have to stay until the very end and deal with tired kids or tired grandma. They can take part in that moment with you and not have FOMO if they have to leave early. I think there's a lot of benefits to doing it. And the biggest savvy bonus of this choice is that you could potentially then send your photographer home earlier. So you would be paying for less hours of their time to be there shooting on the wedding day. And so you could actually save some money by doing this. It's actually so smart. Yeah. We have a great article, a guest article actually written by a wedding photographer. Her name is Megan Lane Grah. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. She actually wrote all about how, as a photographer, she loves the idea of the staged wedding exit and how it works out so well for the couples who choose to go that route. So we'll link that in the show notes for everybody. Awesome. I think it's such a great idea because from the start, this is one of those traditions where It probably has evolved more into doing it for the picture's sake, but it has great origins, right? There's nothing bad about this idea of showering, you know, being showered if you are the couple with well wishes and symbolic prosperity. And what better than to capture it on camera, right? Being able to stage it and get exactly what you want and then not worry and enjoy the rest of the night. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. It takes the pressure off and then you can just go back to the dance floor and get back to having fun. I would definitely say what I see probably most often for grand exits like that are handheld sparklers, Mm -hmm. which is very, very, very far from Bryce. You're obviously not throwing that at, (laughs) the bride and groom hopefully not and I'm just wondering why rice kind of fell out of style so this is actually really interesting in more recent decades I feel like couples have been kind of cautioned against throwing rice because there was this rumor that it was harmful to birds that birds would swoop down and eat the uncooked rice and that There was like this urban legend, basically, that it would cause the little birdies' stomachs to explode or something if they ate uncooked rice. Oh, no. I know. I mean, I'm glad it's not true. (laughs) Right. It's horrifying. I remember hearing this at some point. And I want everybody to know that that's fake news. It is a misinformation campaign. (laughs) Is there a reason why that was spread? 
apparently in 1985, a bill was written by a state legislator in the state of Connecticut to ban the throwing of rice at weddings. Wow, they went for it. They were really passionate about this. Yes. The National Audubon Society protects birds in the places they need today and tomorrow. Oh, so later it was found from the Audubon officials that that's not rooted in truth at all? Yeah. Damn. It was unfounded by science and apparently set off a widespread negative impact against throwing rice. Wow. Which maybe that's why people got so creative. Yeah, it spawned a whole lot of different iterations of what the wedding exit looks like as a result. That is great to know. So one thing we can take away from that is if you want to use rice, go ahead and use it. You know, no birds were harmed in the making of this wedding exit. (laughs) But if you're looking for something else, we have so many great ideas, especially ones that are super eco-friendly, which I really love. Yes, me too. I know a lot of people think like, oh, well, you can just toss confetti, but depending on what it's made of, it might not be the most eco-friendly. So luckily there are a ton of great options that are earth-friendly as well. One thing that I think is kind of funny is this probably came out of the worry about rice hurting birds, but some people would actually throw bird seed instead. So it's not harmful to birds and it actually feeds them. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) And that's an eco-friendly option. Yes, that's a great one. And another is to make your own confetti out of eco-friendly organic seed paper. Have you heard of this before? I haven't. Where do you get it? There's this great company called Botanical Paperworks, and they make organic seed paper. And I'm sure they're not the only ones, but they're the ones that I'm most familiar with. They make the paper and they put seeds in it. So if you were to discard that paper in your backyard or whatever, as it broke down, it would actually plant little seeds and like wildflowers could grow back where it fell. Wow. Yeah. And that's double symbolic. Totally. And we actually did a great DIY post. It's been a while ago now, but we can link it in the show notes where literally you can just take this eco-friendly seed paper and use a hole punch or a craft punch from a craft store with a special shape if you wanted to and make your own eco-friendly confetti. I love that so much. We shared a really great post on Instagram of exactly what you're saying with DIY hole punching, but it was, they hole punched leaves. So yeah, they like gathered a bunch of leaves that were already on the ground outside and hole punched them to make it into confetti. So great. I could totally see that being used, especially a fall wedding when you have so many multicolored leaves. Yeah. What a great idea. I love it. I'm all about the eco-friendly ideas. Another great one that I've seen is to toss lavender because it obviously smells nice as well as looks pretty. And that'll relax all of your guests. Yeah. (laughs) Have a very zen wedding. (laughs) And then just, you know, regular flower petals in general. Why not share the love of the flower petals? Don't just let your flower girl toss them as she goes down the aisle. Let your guests toss them at you, too. I think the flower petals always look so pretty. Yeah. It's fun to see them floating through the air in the photos. They really do make for the best photos. 
so pretty. When your photographer can catch them midair all around you, it's magical. Totally agree. So what if you don't want to throw something? I think that something we sometimes see is brides asking for other ideas because their venues sometimes don't want them to throw anything. They don't want the extra cleanup because remember, someone's cleaning all of this up. Yep. Super important. And that's something to keep in mind too. You'll definitely want to check with your venue on what their rules or restrictions might be. Some venues have preferences on what can or cannot be thrown or used. And another one that's especially popular as an option for the exit is to use sparklers, which is one of the biggest ones that venues tend to restrict on. Yeah, I would understand why. It always scares me just personally, because I'm like, what if I set my hair on fire? (laughs) And to put that in the hands of all of your guests, it's a little risky. True. I think you have to know your audience, your guest list, but it does just make for the most amazing photos. I love a sparkler exit. I don't think I'll ever grow weary of them. (laughs) Right? It always looks amazing. It's just always beautiful. I love it. I love some that we've seen where they'll spell out a word. Usually it's love or a heart Mm -hmm. with the sparkler and the photographer is able to catch basically the flame creating the letters. Yeah. Like a long exposure. Mm -hmm. Super cool. I'm into it. Another fun one. If you're not into throwing things or having things thrown at you, I should say ribbon wands, which is another great DIY that we've featured on the blog. Basically it's like a wooden dowel or a stick of some sort And you can tie ribbons that match your wedding colors to it. And then your guests would hold them in the air, usually like above their heads and shake them around. So you get this picture of all the fun ribbons being waved back and forth, which is another fun visual element, I think. I think it always looks good, especially because you're able to completely color coordinate it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about being able to like tie in all the little details together. And then some couples also use, you know, bells as well on the ribbon wands to add a little audible element to it. Love it. So that's fun. And then another iteration of that, and I think this one's probably rooted in old fashioned times, <laughs> is to use white handkerchiefs and have your guests wave their handkerchiefs in the air. I feel like I've seen that in some old movies as well. What about you? Yeah. Definitely in a time when men always carried them. I can see that happening. Yeah. Which a big modern wedding tradition that we see a lot, especially on Etsy, is customized handkerchiefs for your family members. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people write notes in them or a little message or a quote. And so it's double meaningful, especially if you have a smaller wedding party. That could be a gift that you maybe give. It becomes a favor. And then you can capture this photo with everybody using their handkerchief. Yeah, I love that. Another alternative is to have little custom flags made. I've seen couples make custom flags, either with fabric that kind of matches their wedding aesthetic or There are some really cool sellers on Etsy that will make custom monogrammed little flag pennants that they would attach to a little dowel for your guests to wave. I've seen some that are really cute that just say like, yay on them, (laughs) which I just think is darling. So I really like that. And then tell me, you've been to a wedding where people use bubbles, right? Like that's a really popular one. Yeah, of course. And typically they get some sort of 
custom thing put on them, you know, either in the colors of the wedding or they say the date or the couple's name. And that's always, I think, a crowd favorite. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely one that people go for, especially when they have kids at their wedding. The kids love to play bubbles, right? Kids love bubbles, period. Period. The end. (laughs) Now, another one that's fun but not so eco-friendly is balloons. People releasing balloons into the sky. Yeah, I hate to say I'd toss it because it looks so cool when you do it. It does. But the caveat is definitely that it's not an eco-friendly option. It's not. And I've said this before, and I will say it again, and somebody can come and like steal this idea and disrupt this industry, but the balloon industry needs to be disrupted. There needs to be an eco-friendly balloon material produced. I completely agree because I also think balloons can make great DIY decor. If you're doing things yourself, you're DIYing a lot using them in different colors and big arrangements. Balloons can do so much for you, but they come at a cost that's to the environment. Yeah, for sure. I feel like such an inner conflict about balloons because they're generally super affordable and they can make a really big impact without costing you a lot, like you mentioned. But unfortunately, it's just not the best choice for the planet. So somebody please invent an eco-friendly balloon, please. (laughs) we can do this guilt-free right (laughs) yes we need a guilt-free balloon option well if you are worried about that lanterns releasing into the sky is a different take on it yeah like chinese lanterns right yeah they're like paper lanterns with sometimes like a flame inside right yes and you always get some very cool pictures that way too Very cool. I did that on New Year's Eve in Thailand a few years ago. That's cool. So it was like a New Year's wish type of thing. Mm -hmm. So there you go again. It ties it back to the symbolic wish type of scenario, which is nice. Totally. And it gets your whole wedding guest list involved, which is a fun thing. That's true. Yeah. They could all release their wishes for you with their lanterns. Right. I like that. That's sweet. Yeah. Another popular one, speaking of things that light up, are glow sticks, especially if you're uh, out on the dance floor. You can crack open the glow sticks and wave them around for the stage exit and then go back in and continue your dance party. (laughs) Smart. That's a great way to use them, which is unlike the next one that we're going to talk about, which I think a lot of people are probably waiting for, but fireworks Not something that you can bring back inside. No. (laughs) This is really an elaborate grand exit type of moment, which again is something that goes off probably really well for the guests because it's a bit of entertainment too. But I imagine it's hard to pull off in the most budget savvy way. Yeah, I was going to say definitely not on the budget savvy end of the spectrum. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you are dreaming about this and it's just something you've always imagined would happen at your wedding, you can make room in your budget for it by taking other things out. But I think there's definitely other ways to achieve that wow factor. And certainly there's other ways to achieve pictures that you'll love. Yeah, I would definitely agree where that's concerned. But I mean, if it's what you want to do and that's what you want to spend your money on, you do you. Right. 
What about this one? Releasing butterflies. That sounds very woodland, magical fairy tale. If you're having a wedding in the woods that's super ethereal and you've got all those vibes going, that's a really cool idea. And for a lot of people, I think butterflies are very symbolic. A lot of people just feel like they represent good things. It's a vibe. I like it. It's a vibe. Speaking of live things to release, I feel like this is definitely a movie thing. Releasing doves. For sure a movie thing, but has anybody done this for real that's not in a movie? Because I've never seen it personally. Right. It seems like a lot. At the Budget Savvy Bride, it is our stance. We don't make judgments on anyone's choices. But I've personally just never seen this done before. I would never call it tacky. I would never call it cheesy. But it just doesn't seem very realistic. It just seems like there's so many details you have to figure out. Who's bringing the doves? Who's... <laughs> watching them who's making sure they're in the cages before they get released who's getting them back into the cages and making sure they're not harmed there's so much to do all important questions lots of logistics involved and like generally not stress-free not savvy not simple so like all things that I don't really stand for but yeah hey friends we wanted to take a quick moment to share a bit about our amazing private community If you're looking for a little wedding planning oasis away from the noise of social media, this is just the thing for you. Many of you have loved our Facebook group, but this new platform is what we like to call the next level of budget savvy wedding planning. And it allows you to connect with one another and share resources like never before. Come join us inside for wedding planning support from a like-minded community of smart and savvy brides-to-be. Get advice and feedback from brides, local vendor recommendations, and so much more. Join us inside today by visiting thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. See you there. Well, we already kind of mentioned this one before, but ringing bells would be bringing it back into a very stress-free, simple, easy thing. Whether it's connected to the DIY wand we had talked about or not, that's always a nice thing. And I like the idea that it's got some noise involved with it. I think I've seen this before where people will get ribbon tied to them on the top with either their wedding date or their names, and then it's also a favor at the same time. Yeah, I've seen it sitting at your place setting at the reception, and then you take it out with you to, like, wave the couple off as they leave. Right. It's a good idea. Maybe that becomes people's DIY Christmas ornaments. Oh, that's cute. And it could be on everyone's tree. That was a guest. Cute, cute, cute. So what about this one? I actually personally think the photos come out great, but it scares me a little, is colored smoke bombs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The photos are so cool. This has become really, really popular. It's definitely a trend. Definitely a trend. And I've seen it in all different photos, whether it's the send-off photo or simply the bridal party or even just the bride and groom together. It's very, very popular, and it really does make for really cool photos. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it more in the context of portraits or bridal party portraits like you were talking about, but I don't know that I've ever actually seen it as part of the exit because is there a chance of it actually staining your clothes? I've never truly looked into this. I have to imagine no because I think too many people use it for that to be a problem. 
I think, of course, accidents happen, right? But I have to imagine that that's why they have become such a big trend is that it's a cool effect that is harm-free for the clothing. Yeah. I definitely love it for, like, the photo aspect of it. I just don't know, in the context of the exit, are you then going to block your guests from actually seeing you? (laughs) Right. Who is holding it? Maybe it's your bridal party that does it, and they all have different colors, and you walk through it. I don't know. Could be cool. Yeah, true. I'm all about the photo moment. Yeah, me too. And then the last one on our list is another not-so-budget-savvy idea to have your guests shower you in champagne as you exit the reception. That's a bougie dream. That is very bougie, and I don't know about y'all, but I never want to waste a drop of champagne, so this is going to be a no from me, but... Did you watch Emily in Paris? Yes, of course. I always think about this. You know how one of the marketing campaigns that they ran was with all this extra champagne that they had, so they turned it into champagne shower champagne and they marketed it that way? Yeah. And obviously I understand this is fake and it's a show, but does that exist in real life? Because I feel like somebody could make a lot of money off of it and people would do it. You're probably right. But to me, I'm just like, couldn't you do the same thing with seltzer? You're right. And also, I more just feel like I don't want to get my hair wet and my makeup wet and my dress wet, whether it's seltzer or champagne. True. I would have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Well, I think that we've covered some great ideas. And there's honestly so many more, which we'll link some great articles in the show notes. People have done such creative, awesome things. And if you have something planned for your wedding that you think is a great idea or are excited about share it with us dm us at budget savvy bride on instagram and tell us about it because we love this bonus points if we get to see photos and share them after yeah that's something i feel like we haven't mentioned on the podcast once you are married please share your wedding photos with us so we can share it with other couples who are planning to see how you made your wedding day more personal It's so helpful. And that's feedback that I think we get a lot is that it's just so helpful to see other real weddings. There's so much that can happen, you know, in a styled shoot and they make for great photos and they're shared a lot on social platforms and they're beautiful. But there's something about knowing that it was a real wedding and real people did it that I think is comforting and extra inspiring, which is why we share a real wedding every week, every Wednesday, and we want to share yours. Yes. Please send us your real wedding photos and your insight after the big day because, to be honest, that's how the Budget Savvy Bride started. I shared my insight to pay it forward to other people, and now we are sharing stories from real couples every week for the last, oh my gosh, I'm going to age myself here, 13 years this year. Wow. 13 years, 13 episodes in season one. Yep. Taylor Swift's lucky number. (laughs) no coincidence folks no coincidence that this episode would be all about sparks flying oh (laughs) i wish we could play the song but we can't licensing issues i don't (laughs) want Tay coming after me no we don't want to infringe on her i think that no matter what type of exit you ultimately decide to incorporate Discussing the details and logistics of it with not only your venue, but your photographer, if you have a coordinator, 
getting everyone on the same page about when you're going to do it, how it's going to happen, doing all that ahead of time, I think is really, really a great idea. So there's less stress. And if you are very interested in the photos you're going to get, tell your photographer, show them examples, show them what you're looking for. And then on the day of, it'll be a stress-free moment. That's some savvy advice. So as with everything that we discuss here on the Bouquet Toss, it doesn't really matter what we think. It's about choosing what works best for you and tossing the rest. With that said, we want to know what you all think about this tradition. If you plan to incorporate it into your wedding plans, we seriously love hearing from you all. And we want to know what topics you'd like us to unpack next on our next season. A great place to tell us about all these things, keep the conversation going, is in our private community. And we actually got an awesome message in the community. We're going to do a little listener shout out to Kate. She's a member of our private community, and she let us know. She said, I am an avid listener of the podcast. I love being able to hear the history behind different traditions. It's definitely helping us plan our perfect day. So thank you. Thank you, Kate, for sharing that with us. It really means the world. It's been super interesting, even for me, as someone who's been working in the industry for, like I said, 13 years, can't believe it, to learn the weird history behind some of this stuff and really unpack it. So I really enjoyed it, and I'm excited about what's to come in season two. We really did dedicate season one to traditions, figuring out what is this history, how did we get here, why do we still do these things? And in season two, we have some great stuff planned where we're going to dive into a lot of the trends that we see in the wedding industry. And we're going to even hear from experts, from guests on their thoughts, what they're seeing, their advice. We're really very excited to roll that out. And that'll be coming back soon. Super excited. Before we close out, we have to do one last wedding fact. It's very apropos because we're talking about throwing things at couples. So a funny thing you may not know is that peas are item of choice to be thrown at Czech newlyweds instead of rice. Peas. Peas. Do we think they're unshelled? I would guess, right? I hope they're not cooked. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm in the UK. I'm all about the mushy peas with my fish and chips. That would not be ideal to be thrown. Right. That's going to get everywhere. That's messy. I think we're definitely talking unshelled, uncooked. That would be my assumption as well. But either way, not a fan. I would toss that one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm tossing that out. Well, this has been so much fun. We have gotten to unpack some really cool things about wedding traditions on season one of the Bouquet Toss. Thank you to everybody who has tuned in. And if you want to catch up on any episodes you've missed, check them out. As always, we love to hear from you. So send us your feedback and we will be back soon with a new episode. If you're just getting started with planning your wedding, you absolutely have to pick up a copy of the Budget Savvy Wedding Planner and Organizer. This book has literally been described as the wedding planning Bible. No joke. The book is part workbook, part how-to guide, and it walks you through every single step of planning your big day. From laying the foundations for your wedding vision and budget to checking off every detail along the way, the Budget Savvy Wedding Planner and Organizer will help you stay on track and on budget. 
And at only $7.99 on Amazon, you'll be sure to score tips and ideas that will save you thousands on your big day. Visit thebudgetsavvybride.com slash book to get your copy today. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, a podcast brought to you by The Budget Savvy Bride to empower couples to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to them. If you've had as much fun as we did, then please catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you're a bride-to-be looking for a little extra support, then join us in our private community to connect with brides like you. Our community helps to support one another while also sharing the free resources we provide via our website and this podcast. Visit community.thebudgetsavvybride.com to join. As always, stay true to you. We look forward to chatting again soon.